Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Recorded live. Gloria? Good afternoon, everyone. Sorry, I had my phone on mute. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in July, July 14th, 2018. On behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, I welcome you to our Saturday evening worship service. And we say how good and pleasant it is to come into the house of the Lord. And what shall we return to the Lord for all the good things God has done for us? We will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. So again, to our returning members and listeners and to any new listeners, again, we say welcome and thank you for joining us in this time of worship. Today, Minister Juanita Purdy will offer the preach word this afternoon. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader. Sister Elka Mars will lead us in an opening hymn. And Sister Cassandra Lewis serves as our talk show manager and our music coordinator. And she is assisted by Sister Helena Thompson. Sister Helena Thompson will lead us to the throne of grace through altar prayer. And Sister Kim Straub will extend the invitation to discipleship in response to the preached word. I'd like you to join us this coming week for a couple of our um, gatherings. On this Wednesday evening, please join us for our small group Bible study. The subject of the lesson this week will be the widow and the unjust judge. And that's taken from uh, Scripture, Luke, the 18th chapter, the 1st through the 8th verses. And study begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And then Pastor invites you to join us Monday through Fridays for our early morning prayer call. Uh, prayer starts at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. That's our early morning prayer call, Monday through Friday. This week, as we always remind you, as you enter your time of a personal prayer where you offer your various prayers unto the Lord, your prayers of adoration and confession and thanksgiving, intercession and supplication. We um, invite you to 
focus on our July focus uh, for prayer, children, teenagers, and young adults. And the word says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward from him. So please consider children, teenagers, and young adults as you go before the Lord. Also, we ask that as you enter your your prayer time, please offer up the names of all of your immediate family, your extended family, in prayer. Don't forget TIs in North America and around the world. Also, remember to bring before the Lord any concerns that you may have regarding your cities, your counties, your parishes, your regions, your states, and our nation in general. Always remember our our leaders at every level, national and otherwise, and also any of those that you know have influences around the world. So please, and uh, also don't forget to continue to pray for uh, immigrant children and uh, their rejoining are reconnecting with their with their parents, and we pray for the well-being of those children. So I thank you for uh, listening to the announcements for the coming week. And as we go further into the service, please don't forget to mute your landlines or your cell phones when there is going to be background noise where you are. So we want to uh, protect the reverence of the worship service and show respect to the person that at the time. We go into worship. We invite the host and dwell us and to take charge of the worship service. If all hearts and minds are clear, I will ask Sister Elka Mars to come and lead us in an opening hymn, which will be followed by Elder Carolyn Cunningham lead us through the rest of our worship service. Amen. Singing constantly abiding. There's a peace in my heart that the world never gave, a peace it cannot take away. Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud, I've a peace that has come there to stay. Constantly abiding. Jesus is mine, constantly abiding, rapture divine. He never leaves me lonely, whispers so kind to me. I will never leave thee, Jesus is mine. All the world seemed to sing of a Savior and King When peace sweetly came to my heart Troubles all fled away and my night turned to day Blessed Jesus, how glorious Thou art Constantly abiding Jesus is mine Constantly abiding, rapture divine. He never.
lonely, whispers oh so kind. I will never leave thee, Jesus is mine. Treasure I have in a temple of clay, while here on his footstool I roam. But he's coming to take me some glorious day over there to heavenly home. Constantly abiding, constantly abiding, Jesus is mine. Constantly abiding, rapture divine, he selected today is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 4 verses 2 and 18 through 21 when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your abundance, and your forgiveness. Forgive us when we don't think about or fail to see the goodness with which you instill in us and surround us. Teach us to see it at all times, wherever we are, in all circumstances. Reveal to us your grace. Remind us of all the times you've shown your mercy to us when we've stumbled and fallen. Open our eyes to see the abundance you've provided for us. Even even during those times when we thought we had little or nothing, most of all, Father God, Thank you for your forgiveness. The enemy enjoys reminding us of our sins, especially of those sins in the past before we were fully committed to you. Remind us that we are forgiven through the suffering and dying of your son, Jesus. Please don't allow the enemy's reminders of our past sins to hold us back from moving forward and accomplishing your will for us in our current everyday lives. 
Help us to never forget that you, Father God, are continuously working in us and through us to perfect us in our thoughts, words, and deeds. When the enemy repeats past sins, help us to call on the power of the Holy Spirit to relinquish these thoughts and replace them with the knowledge of your forgiveness, Lord, and the strength and the newness and richness of our present lives steeped in not only your love, but also in your powerful words. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Now let us listen to a praise song. That will be followed by the altar prayer, which Sister Helena will offer today. Your name. Oh. 
Heavenly Father, we just praise you, Lord, for this day and for bringing us and gathering us again in your house. Father, even though we're not together in the same, under the same roof, Lord, we are still your church individually in our own homes. And we praise you, Father, for this time that you've given us. We ask you to just take over everything that is brought before you this day. Father God, we just thank you for bringing us through this past week safely. For everyone on the call, Father, I just pray that you are blessed mightily by your Holy Spirit. We lift your name on high today, and we praise you, precious Savior. You are our God, our Lord, our Master, our King. You are our High Priest, our High Tower, Lord. In you we do take our refuge, and thank you, Lord, that we belong to a church called Refuge from the Storm, Lord, where we come together and we just gather in your name and we find refuge in your word, Father God. Thank you for blessing us this week with all that was brought before you for our prayer meetings, Lord. We just pray, Father, for all of the things that we've brought up before you during our prayer meetings, that you would hear and answer each prayer. I ask you to take every care, every burden that anyone may be carrying right now and place them at the foot of your cross and ask you to just hold them for us and just bless us while we listen today to your music, to your word, to everything that you have for us, Lord. Help us to open our ears to hear the message today, that you will help us to apply it to our lives that you'll give us wisdom and discernment of your will and and teach us your ways, Father God, every day. I'm asking you to anoint Minister Juanita as she brings forth your word and that every word that comes forth through her mouth will be blessed and kissed by your Holy Spirit, that every word that we can hear, that we can apply to our lives, Lord, and as we walk away from the service today, lift us higher than when we came in. And we just give you praise and we give you all honor and glory for all that you're about to do. I pray, Father, for our pastor today. I pray that she will be blessed by the word as she blesses us every week. I pray that today you will just bless her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Take away every pain, every ache, any concern, Father, and allow her to just sit back and be ministered to as she does for us just every day of the week, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you are able, you are willing and so capable, Father. We praise your holy name. We pray for the little children, Father, and not forget the little children, Lord, that have been separated from their families yet again today, and I'm thankful that I heard that all the children five years and younger have been united now with their children, and the ones above that are just some are parents that cannot be found, some brought in children that were trafficked, some brought in children that were not their own. So, Father, I just lift this situation up and ask you to give wisdom to all of those that are seeking that they will find and reunite every child with their 
biological parent, Father. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and praise, and ask your Holy Spirit to take over from this moment on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Very powerful prayer of petition. Now, let us listen to a worship song, which will be followed immediately by Minister Juanita Purdy, who will deliver the message for today. Yeah, but there's never 
want to do a couple of things before I actually go into the message and go into prayer. Um, of course, uh, you know, we all, well, not everybody like upbeat songs. I'm one in particular, right? Anything that's going to put me in um, a more, uh, I guess, uplifted beat or mode, I tend to favor, but it wasn't so much as that as it was the words. And I want to say that um, the text of the song is the title of this message, Grace Got You, Grace Got You. I want you guys, you know, there's this new um, kind of lingo that's going on that, uh, you know, like, I got you, that, that slang, when you ask someone to do something or, you know, they feel like there's a need or there's just there's just a, a vacancy there that or need that needs to be filled and someone who's astute will see you and say, I got you, I got you. My students would say that all the time. If I had a situation with another student, and they knew that they could handle it. They said, I got you, Miss Purdy. I got you. So Grace got you. I want you to take that, 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 those words and just let it resound in your heart. The grace of God got you. It's got you. There are some words in it, in that mess, in of course the message of the song, and the song is by Mercy Me, um, a little different, but uh, they have a variety of songs that they sing, but this one is kind of different, but it's really nice. I like it. But anyway, it says that have you ever met those that keep hoping when it's hopeless? When every situation around you, every condition or circumstance, just don't have a shred of of life from the natural way of seeing things, but yet you hold on with that stubborn hope. Grace got you. And then there was another um, stanza in there that says, Ever since Grace got you, when you're standing in the rain, you might as well be dancing because there ain't no storm that can change how this ends. When you understand that, there is no storm of life that can change how God will end your story. Grace got you. God's grace got you. So I want to share that with you and encourage you to uh, it's mercy me, um, grace, uh, uh, grace got you. But now that I've kind of emphasized that, I want to actually go into um, the actual message, grace got you. Uh, but I cannot do that without first giving honor where honor is due. First of all, I thank God. Um, I have had one of the most interesting and challenging but blessed summers ever. 
And I'm telling you, that song, it speaks to me. Grace got you, and I've seen it. Grace got you. And so I bless the Lord for being here. I bless the Lord for keeping me. I've probably put about five to 6,000 miles on my car this summer, um, but God has just been faithful. So I honor him. I reverence him. During those extended drives, I had just a great time in communing and fellowshipping with him, and it was just, it's just been awesome. So I bless the Lord for me being here because if the enemy had his way and there were some situations where I knew the enemy was working, but the enemy did not have his way, God in his grace had me. And so I thank God for being here. Next, I bless the Lord and I thank God for Pastor Millicent who has allowed me to bring a message from the word of the Lord to you today. She doesn't have to do that. Is is it you know, I mean, when you with Pastor Millicent and the amount of of biblical training, I'm sure there's a message for every day of the week. So, you know, and I know many, many pastors who will not open that pulpit up to anyone else. So I bless the Lord for allowing her and just using her to allow me to be able and to train, to bring you the word of the Lord. Um, I give honor to each person in their respective places. And um, again, amen to uh, Sister Helena's prayer. It was very powerful, very awesome. We bless the Lord for it. I bless the Lord for each person who have brought in to this service. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost will so as the seeds are sown, that the Holy Ghost will nurture it to bring about the change that needs to happen in all of us. God, we're, we are not just maintaining life. We're not just sustaining, but God wants us to excel, excel. It's all for his glory. And so I pray that every word uh, that you have heard so far has built upon the foundation that will cause you to soar, that will cause you to excel in the kingdom of God. With that said, I bless the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for today. You said that you have created this day, today. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we are mindful that every sunset and every sunrise, that you are ordering the time. You are ordering the days of our life. You are ordering, God, our our, our path, our steps, and God, help us in the name of Jesus 
to keep our eyes and keep our focus on you, God. Thank you for your grace that abounds in our life, that is there for us in every circumstance, situation, condition, issue. Lord, you know all of those. You know all the factors as it pertains to our journey here on this earth. But you said that you have been there from the beginning and you know the end of the story. And so, Father God, our desire and our prayer is that you make those circumstances, those conditions favorable for us so that we will excel in the mission that you have given us, so that we will excel in this life journey that you have given to us. Lord, I pray for each person here that the word as it is dropped into the soil of their soul, Lord, that it produces a harvest in their life in the name of Jesus. And Father God, if there is something that is required of any of us to act on the word, Father God, first believing, then taking any action. If you put it in our hearts to do so, God, I pray right now for their their boldness. I pray right now for their determination to do it, to be obedient to everything that you require of us. Those things that you need us to do so that you can work on our behalf. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I pray, Father God, for the Holy Ghost to lead and guide every word that proceeds out of my mouth today. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Well, grace got you. All right, so we're going to get started with this message, Um, grace got you. Now, I am reminded that this is also not only the message, but it's also a continuation of the last message that we had started to um, talk about. And today, of course, we're going to actually go over um, or talk about or give definitions to uh, the circumstances and talk about some of those things that we need to use the or focus the word of God on. That was a very critical statement. Now, I'm going to say it again. We have circumstances, situations, conditions, issues that we need to focus the word of God on. Not our focus, not what we think about it, but what the word of God says about it, pertains to. We want to focus God's word on that. That means that we have to bring God in remembrance of his word. He tells us that, that in his word as it pertains to that circumstance. I 
am going to start by going to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And the focus of the uh, what I'm reading is going to be on verse 14 and 16. But I just, I have to encourage you, um, they kind of go right there together. Hebrews, the... Um, the third chapter really uh, talks about that that level of us not entering into the obedience of God. Um, and then you go into the fourth chapter where God talks about entering into his rest. Now, as I read that, and as it comes back to me, I'm reminded of um, this time where when Michael Jordan was playing um, basketball. And, of course, everybody, there was this thing, everybody want to be like Mike. Why? Because he did things flawlessly. When he played Basketball, it was like, and and this is where you would hear them say, he's in the zone. It was almost like there was a, a mechanism that was working on his behalf. Um, and you have some, you know, people who are great in athleticism and other things where it's almost, it's just a natural flow in which they're just flowing in this thing. That is, and it's almost synonymous to our entering into God's rest. Now, I'm going to explain that to you. But I want you to kind of get that picture in your mind of how you've you've seen people. You've seen people in, you know, everyday life or even on, on television or whatnot where there's just a natural flow. They're just flowing in what they're doing. No hesitation. It's almost like they're beyond themselves. It, it, it's where it's just naturally happening. Well, Hebrews, the fourth chapter reads, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, um, Hebrews, of course, I like to kind of give a history, but we don't really know who wrote it. It's attributed to Paul. It's attributed to Luke. Um, it's attributed to other scholars. But in any case, they are, the scholars say that they're writing to, of course, the Jewish people. Well, that message now is for all of us. So we have to consider what it's telling us. It says, therefore, the promise, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, that means that there is a state of rest that we enter into. It's not just about the one Sabbath day. It is a state of being in which we enter into the rest of God, where it's the Holy Ghost 
is leading you and guiding you, and you're moving through this. You're moving through it kind of like Michael Jordan on that court, flawlessly. When you see that the enemy is pulling a, 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 a something, God has already He's already taken care of it. He's already prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. So it says, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. And that's critical. That is so critical. This is why we have to make sure that we are examining every aspect of our life. Because God, it it tells us right here that you can fall short of having grace got you. You can fall short of it. We don't want to fall short of that. We don't want to fall short of entering into that rest of God where you know that, hey, God got this. God got this. I don't have to worry about it because God got it. Where, oh, it may look hopeless, but God got this. I know he does. Two, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. That was the Old Testament where of course, God was saying that the the children of Israel were not going to enter into their rest because of of his rest, because of their rebellion, their disobedience, and their disbelief. I mean, it was like it was between a rock and a hard place. They just would not listen, would not believe that God was able He's able. He is able to do all things and make all grace abound to you. So as I continue to read, it says, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed entered that rest just as God has said. So I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works, we got to hear this, his works have been finished since the creation of the world. That means your beginning and your end, if you allow it to be in him, he's already got it. He has already Got it. Your beginning and your end. You are part of the work of his creation. And it tells us that it's it's already finished. So that grace got you, that song where it says, they, when you know what's inside of you, the Holy Ghost, that is working in your on your behalf, when you know, man, you can sing, you can sing, you can dance, you don't want to walk, you want to run, because you know that the powerful Holy Ghost is working inside of you to bring to pass the work that has already been 
finished concerning your part of this journey on this earth. Or, number four, for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day indeed. On the seventh day, God rested from his work. And again, in the passage above, he said, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, number six, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. Today, he says, today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today. If you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. If you hear my voice, if you're willing to hear my voice, don't harden your heart against some of the, you know, some of the things that you don't understand. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden it. Just allow the Holy Ghost to coach you through it. Allow the Holy Ghost to 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 flow you through it. Doesn't always require us to understand it. Just require us to believe God in it. So verse eight, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For this is so important. The word of God is alive and active. I said that we have some circumstances that we need to put the word of God on. We, the word of God is where the power is. We're just the vehicle that brings that word, that 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 power into the situation. So let's be the vehicle. Let's be the vehicle. Otherwise, it's just going to be the word on the page, and you'll be living by default in whatever else, whatever comes your way. Well, you kind of open yourself up to it. The devil is a liar. God has given us the power and the authority to use his word, and he wants us to do it. He tells us here that the word is alive and active. That means that it is able to go into places that you and I can't go. If it's alive, that means that there are some some places where you and I can't get to, but the word can. It can get there. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirits, joints and marrows, It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. 
I can tell you, you send the word to where the perpetrator is. Send the word there. You can't get there, but the word can. Send it. Send it. 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. And I, I take so much comfort in that scripture. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So here we go, our our scripture. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. A very important question, what is your time of need? You ask yourself that. I can tell you that my answer for my time of need is every moment, every living moment of my day. I need God. I need God for the things that I see and know that's going on around me and for the things that I don't see and the things that I don't know. The things that are going on in the spiritual realm, when I lay on my bed at night and sleep, the things that's going on in the spiritual realm, when I'm up and about, things that I can't see that's going on in the spiritual realm. I need God because he does see those things. So when it says that it's there for your time of need, that means that, you know, If we're honest and we're realistic and we look at this thing the way we should, that need never goes away because there's going to always be something that you're blind to. There's going to always be something that you don't know or you lack. There's going to be always something that the devil can come in and, and manipulate and do a side swipe. So we need God to give to 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 direct us so that we don't run into those situations one i in, in doing the research a wrote a writer i was reading a commentary i can't remember who it was i should have written it down i got to do better about that but this commentary commentary wrote or commenter wrote we must um, mingle our faith with every word of God. I love that. We must intermingle our faith with every word of God and be in um, action and in exercise. So it's not just saying, you know, that having our faith with the word of God, but it is acting and exercising as we hear the word of God, we assent to the word of God, we accept the word of God, 
we approve it and know that mercy and grace is offered through it. We apply the word to ourselves in every situation to find great profit and gain by the word that is spoken to us. So one of the things that we want to keep in mind as we're focusing on the grace that already have the situation, I'm going to talk about Two two scenarios. One, the scenario that in Hebrews it says that we have to be careful so we don't miss it. And then also talk about the way that we maintain it. Um, But as I go into that, I want us to look at some of these, these circumstances and some of these situations. Um, that we, I, I want us to be mindful because, you know, you will have some people who will really kind of convince, convince others that, you know, that God is only relevant to your spiritual life. God is only relevant to the things of the spirit. I think God is important to every part of our, your life, especially, especially when, you know, you have to deal with the you, always having something manipulated around you. So I I want us to talk about some, uh, uh, well, not really talk about, I want to bring and highlight some of these things. Circumstances. Okay, so circumstances are conditions that is relevant to an action or an event. Um, it could be um, facts or details that is surrounding you, your circumstances, facts details, events, happenings, occurrences, these are things that affect you. Circumstance, the Latin is Latin for circum is around, and stance means stare or stand. So it is what is encompassing you, what is encircling you, what is surrounding you? What are those circumstances that are surrounding you? The Word of God has an answer. And one of the things that it it tells us is that um, it's in Psalms, and I'll have to, you know, get the scripture for you in, in a little bit. But it says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who loves him and fears him. So if you have the angel that God commands to guard you in all of your ways, then any circumstances that are not favorable to you Any circumstances that are adverse 
to your um, your prosperity in terms of being excelling, in terms of being fruitful, in terms of being productive, the word of God can deal with. God has already said, I have encamped an angel around you. What? They're supposed to guard you in all of your ways. That means that they have the authority to change circumstances. We have to use the word of God only. But they have the authority to change those things. So we need to make sure because God says that he watches over his word. So we want to make sure that we are applying his word, which is alive, which is active to those those circumstances. Then you have, of course, conditions. Conditions is a state of something, okay? Um, How something is or the quality of something, how the order of it, how it's working. We have a lot of conditions that are harsh, harsh conditions. Some people, I I mean, I hear the stories, we hear the stories. Some of us know the stories, love the stories, whatever. However, these conditions are subject to the power and the authority of God. So when we are are having to deal, let's let's look at some of these an example where, of course. The conditions were very harsh for the children of Israel. I love using them because I've studied, you know, their story extensively and um, just very powerful. The conditions were harsh. But let me tell you, God showed them favor in everything. They wanted meat. He gave them meat. They needed water. He gave them water said their shoes would not wear out. Whatever their complaint was, God met them. God met them. The same God there is the same God that we serve. And so the conditions that are harsh, that are not favorable for you, you bring it under the submission of the word of God. God is able to make those conditions favorable for you because it's all about your productivity and your fruitfulness for the kingdom. Then you have um, one of the one issues, issues. Oh, my goodness. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, can we have issues. Issues are topics or problems that are matters in question. The Bible tells us to guard our heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. It is so important because we can have issues of bitterness 
and it will interrupt the flow of joy. It will interrupt the flow of peace. It will interrupt the flow of love that's radiating or that should be radiating from us. If we're not careful to guard our heart in certain situations, we have to, those things, the Bible tells us that we have to cast our cares on the Lord. We have to cast them. Once you you cast them, this is not a fishing, like a fishing expedition. You cast it out there and then you bring it back and you get it again. No, you cast it and you leave it there. You leave it there. Okay, so when we cast our cares on the Lord, we we just have to, you know, okay, God, it's in your hands. It's in your hands to, to handle the situation. I I. Whatever way you choose, God, it's on you. It's whatever. I know you got me. So, you know, I know that you know better than I know better, even though sometimes I would like to think that I know better. I would just fool myself if I actually convinced myself of that lie. I don't know better. So because you know better, I cast these things on you. And then you have affliction. Afflictions. Oh, my goodness. Afflictions are something that causes pain or suffering. You also have inflictions. Inflictions are pain, pain and suffering that is being caused by someone else. No matter what, it's all about the pain and suffering. And guess what? God says that he will deliver us out of them all. All pain and all suffering, he will deliver them. But guess what? You have to put the word on it. You have to put the word of God on it. It's not about our thoughts. It's not about our ways. It's about the word of God that is living and active. And so um, as we are asking God to make those conditions favorable, those circumstances favorable, we have to be mindful. These are the things that I encourage you to be mindful of. One, lack of faith in God's word. Hebrews 11.6 says, um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We want to please God. We want God to be happy with what we're doing, what we're doing with the life that he has graced us with, what we're doing with the capital T-O-D-A-Y, the this today that he has graced us with. We want him to be proud. We want him to be pleased. We want him to be pleased. So in order to do that, we have to make sure that we are living every day with our faith in him. Otherwise, it's impossible to please him. 
Um, and then lack of knowledge of God's word. Hosea, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse. Um, I Let me put it this way. Go back and, you know, when you have some time, read Hosea. If it will really, really kind of stir you. But what it tells us is that my people, the, the sixth chapter says, my the sixth verse says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Well, part of that lack of knowledge was because of the priests were not teaching what they were supposed to be teaching. But guess what? God didn't just hold the priests accountable. He held the people accountable. So even if you're not getting the word as you you know, as some would say, they don't have access to it, God still held the people responsible for getting the knowledge of his word. He still held he held them accountable as well as the priests. So he was going to deal with both of them. So regardless of that, we should always make it our aim, make it our goal to be getting as much knowledge in the word of God as we possibly can. Then hardening of the heart. We cannot, the in the scripture, of course, um, in uh, I said that um, reading Hebrews, the, the fourth chapter is important, but also um, Hebrews, the third chapter is also, I just have to encourage you to go back and read it because it, t- it tells us, it encourages us that if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart against those things. And, and let me tell you, and we all go through this, and this is the cross that we have to bear on the inside of us. The cross that we have to bear on the inside of us is not to want to argue with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. Because the the us in all of this like to say, but. But you just don't understand what I'm going through. But you just don't understand what they're doing. That That is the part of us that wants to say those things. But the Word of God tells me that I can find grace for all of my needs, all of them, whatever they are. It is there. So I have to toss the butts out of me. That's my cross. That's my battle that I have to make sure that I am not allowing myself, not allowing my heart to be hardened by these things. And another, um, or the last point I want to make, there are others, but, you know, I think these are, you know, some of the things that are important, relying on self and others. 
Now, as God leads you, then you do what he leads you to do. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells me that I need to trust in the Lord, lean not on my own understanding. When I start to understand this thing in terms of what I think should be happening, this is America. This is a democracy. This shouldn't be like that. That's my, well, yeah, according to what they say, but we know that the world is at enmity with God. So I can't lean on what the world expects. I have to lean on what I know God has 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 taught me or told me in his word, what he has revealed in his word. So I am to trust in the Lord and lean not on my own understanding. And some of that own understanding can come through this worldly training. We have been trained since the day we were born to operate in a worldly system. And once we come into the realization of who God is in our life, we, that's why he says that he has to make us anew. We have to be made anew because we've been trained in the worldly system. The way we think, the things we say, the things we do, it's really based on the worldly system. And so we have to be made anew in order to have a kingdom-oriented mindset, mindset to transform our minds in the likeness of Christ. We have to be. We have to. So, and we have to have the leading of the Holy Ghost. So as we lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, uh, acknowledge him and he will make our path straight, it will help us to understand and to be able to operate and move in the grace that God has for us. So let's make sure that we're staying diligent. The Bible tells us, Hebrews eleven six that God rewards those who diligently seek him, stay reverent. Um, Psalms 34, 7. I told you I would give you that scripture later. Um, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescue them. Um, he and rescue them. So you're in situations. The angel of the Lord has already been given the command. Okay, to encamp around those who fear God. And we'll rescue them. That, that that's their command. So we got to put it. We got to put it. We got to put the word of God on those situations. Stay hopeful. Um, we have to, of course, uh, Psalms one thirty. Put your hope in God's unfailing love and His redemptive power, and then stay positive. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. If you don't have that somewhere um, written in your your purse or on your mirror or somewhere where you have access to it, I encourage you to do it. Get that scripture in front of you. It helps you to stay focused, and it of course um, it of course. 
probably going to mess it up right now, but uh, Jeremiah 29-11, for I know the plans that I have of you, says the Lord, plans of of good and not evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. Now, that's, those are God's plans for you. And we may think we have the right plans, but actually, you know, God has the plans, and he wants us to seek him for the plan because he's already got it. Every solution has already been um, has already been made. The solution is there. It's already there. So God wants us to seek him diligently for the plan. I want to say this as I prepare to close. One of the things um, I'm sure, you know, as I said, that I've spent uh, the last some, the last month or so traveling back and forth. God told me, and this is kind of a personal testimony, that he was about to do a 40-day um, transformation in my life. And oh boy, oh boy, has he truly done a 40-day transformation. The last month, I have traveled um, just kind of four corners from, you know, visiting family place to place. And it has been a tremendous blessing. But you know the enemy has, you know, of course, always plotted something, but has failed at every turn, and I bless the Lord for it. But one of the things that God, I actually witnessed in the traveling was I have, of course, never, ever driven through the Smoky Mountains. Now, me, you know, I've never been a real major driver myself, but God was God is transforming me. He's transforming me. He wants He wants more, and it, it's got to come by faith. And so, of course, here I'm actually I've had some rough rough times in the driving where, of course, I'm having to drive through the Smoky Mountains, and I could actually feel what Peter actually went through where he dared to walk on water. It wasn't a mandate. It wasn't a mandate that Peter had to. He wanted to. He wanted to live the fullness of the faith that God had for them. And so he chose, said, bid me to come. If it's you, Jesus, bid me to come. And he did, and so Peter went out and he started to walk on the water. But then, of course, during the roughness of it, oh, man, he looked around and he saw the roughness, took his eyes off Jesus. Well, when I was going through those smoky mountains, all I could do was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If I had taken my eyes off of Jesus, 
who knows where I would have been over the side or wherever because it was the most terrifying, one of the most terrifying experiences because I was by myself. If I had someone there, I might have by myself in the in the natural state. God was with me, and he got me through it. But it was so it was so terrifying that I had no other choice but to trust God to get me through it. Now, some of us, some people, I know we deal with some serious situations. Trust God in his word. Use his word. Ask God, God, for this situation, what do you want me to speak over it? Give me the scripture. Give me the word to speak over this situation so that it will be favorable for my fruitfulness, favorable for my productivity, because you said, we're going to encourage you as I close, go to John, the 15th chapter, go and read it, John, the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter. And one of the things that I'm going to just bring out in it, he says that he is the true vine. And his father is the gardener. Now, he says, cut off every branch in him that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. But he tells us that we have to remain in him and that um, his words got to remain in us. But guess what he says? He says that if you do those things, all you have to do is ask the Father. Ask the Father, and he will give it to you. He will give it to you. He will give you the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, the words, the scripture. He will give you the plan. He will give you the mechanism, whatever needs to be done. He will give it to you. That's why we, every need, you have a need. All your needs are in God. And that grace is available for every need. It's available. God got it. God got it. We just want to get the realization of the power that he has operating on the inside of us. On the inside of us. And if he says, there are some times when he says, let things go, let it go. When, it, when, there, when we're trying to hold on to situations because of feel-good reasons, that's flesh. That, and let me tell you, that will take you into a state of disobedience. If God wants you to let it go, then you let it go. Let it go. Show God that you have faith in him, you believe in him. Abraham, I'm closing now. Abraham was, um, of course, he's the father of all nations. So we are part of the Abraham covenant. 
Well, Abraham, when God came to Abraham and introduced himself to Abraham, and Abraham got knowledge of who he was in God, God told Abraham, he told Abraham to, um, he said to, he said to, um, he said, Abraham, I need you to leave this place. I have another place for you. And, of course, Abraham was obedient. He believed God. And God gave him credit for righteousness when he said, I was going to give you a son. And Abraham of course, he gave Abraham the son. Now, we know that things transitioned even in between the time when he gave Abraham the promise and when um, Isaac actually came, there was a transition in all of that. However, when he tested Abraham and said to him, um, Abraham, I want you to take Isaac up and sacrifice. I, 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 I want you to prepare a sacrifice. Of course, Abraham, in obedience to God, didn't know that there would be a ram in the bush. But because he was keeping his eyes on being obedient to God, not the circumstances, not the only son that he had given him that was supposed to be the the child of promise for the nations that would be accredited to him. He kept his eyes on a uh, focus on what God wanted him to do, and God supplied the option. God supplied the option for him. But it gave him a credit to his account. And Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are the ones who acknowledge and know God as Jehovah the Almighty. We are to know him as the all else. We are to know him as El Shaddai. We are to know him as God Almighty because he is a mighty God and he is able to do great excerpts on our behalf. We have to use his word. We have to use his way. I encourage you today that you take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and let's beat down the the gains that the enemy has had in our circumstances, situations, and conditions. Let's, let's cut them down through the word of God. Through the word of God, we are able. God got it from beginning to end, and he wants us to have the victory because he's already paid for it. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Juanita, for your very uplifting message about God's grace to us. Now, let us listen to a praise song as we reflect on the message. 
That will be followed by the invitation to discipleship, which Sister Kim will offer today. We have a praise song. Sister Cassandra. Let me see if I need to get
We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation of discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Christ as your personal Savior, please remember Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of the rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you can't save yourself from your sin. Be willing to repent and turn away from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from sin. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible and email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com. And that's mgrace321 at gmail.com. To become a member for prayer, or for some suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kim. Now we'll hear 
our closing praise and worship song, which will be followed by Reverend Millicent Black, who will deliver final remarks and the benediction.
Amen. God's grace is truly sufficient for us. I hope that each of you have found that to be true in your lives. Thank you so much, Minister Juanita. We have missed you. We're so glad to have you back for that word of encouragement and for the challenge, for the challenge to listen to God's voice and to obey. We invite each of you who are on the call today, if you desire to have prayer, stay on the call after the calling is record, uh, recording is stopped, and we will be happy to pray with you. I also want to just remind you of Wednesday night Bible study at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, early rises, we're still meeting at 5.30 Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time for prayer, Monday through Friday, and next Saturday afternoon we'll be back for church service. Again, thank you for uh, joining us today. We do not ever take it lightly or for granted that you are with us. We do appreciate you taking out your Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening to worship with us. Now let us pray. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we and live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed to us today, God, and thoughts that have been shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. Help us, God, to not just be hearers of the word, but doers also. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus. And, God, I just pray blessings on each family that is here God, each family that is represented, we ask that you would continue, oh God, to go before us, making our rough roads smooth and our crooked roads straight. God, we ask that you would open doors that have been closed in our faces. Father, we thank you and ask that you would grant us favor wherever we go. God, let us be willing quickly to speak a word on your behalf, realizing that not only are the days evil, but the time is also short. We give you thanks and praise for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just got bumped off, so let me have to get back in. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.